the Antipod. Welcome to the Antipod. So today is the last episode and I'm talking with uh, Ben. So first of all, how are you? Hi, I'm Ellie. I'm, um, I'm, I'm fine, actually. I'm back home like everybody. We're all confined in uh, crazy times right now. And uh, yeah, we wait that it passes, but, um, but I'm, I'm happy, I'm fine, I'm healthy, so everything is good. Good. <laughs> and you said back home, but um, for the last few years, you had many different homes. So where is your home right now? Oh yeah, now my home is in uh, Dublin, so um, in Ireland. And um, yeah, it's sunny here for the past three weeks. It's been like crazy blue skies and warm temperatures. So um, yeah, so it's been a while. I've been back from New, New Zealand now and we're recording this kind of just after I, I went, um, I finished my trip earlier than planned. So that's unfortunate, but still we have time to talk about it. So that's good. That's why we are here. So you had to leave New Zealand because of the virus. What are you, your feelings about this, uh, this change? In yeah, it's like, it's weird because on one hand, I'm kind of like very disappointed that I didn't get as much time, especially because it's not so much about the traveling. It's also because I went there in the first place for a conference to show my work on my research um, and um, the conference was canceled so I didn't get to do that all the work I put into that was in the end not for nothing but it was kind of spoiled because I, I didn't really get to show what I had to show and in the other hand um, I'm also kind of relieved because after a while like as the news grew bigger and bigger and like it's it was clear that everything was going to shut down um, I didn't want to get stuck there. So it was like, you know, I was really resilient and I was like, this is time to go home. And um, yeah, it's a shame because I wanted to um, record a few more podcasts and so on. But yeah, that's the way it goes. And I was thinking about something like New Zealand is an island. So there is way less, um, how do you say, like people coming and going. And I think... In a time of crisis with like a pandemic, sometimes living in an island can be also an advantage. But you decided to go back to a big city. Mm-hmm. And why did you feel safer and to go back to where you're from rather than staying in a place that is not your home, but still maybe a little bit more safe? Yeah, um, I was not so scared so much about being contaminated or, or getting sick. Um, that was not really the, the, the biggest prerogative. It was most like um, I didn't want to be stranded in a country that is not my home and have to depend on people I barely knew um, or have to find accommodation by myself over there and like spend a, a huge amount of money for no reason when I could just come home and um, be with my partner and just be safe here. Okay. Another reason is that I knew that I would still have to work afterwards and it's easier to work for me when I'm um, in the same time zone as my supervisors and colleagues than on the other side of the world and very far away from everything and very isolated. It would have been harder, I think, if I had stayed. And you're, you're talking about time zones and 
it's like kind of a weird question, but um, when you are traveling, you have a really different conception and notion of time. Like everything mm -hmm. might sometimes go faster or like feel really long because you don't know people. You like the way you have to adapt and to change and like you feel the time differently when you're traveling. Yeah. And I think that with this virus, you also have a different kind of perception of time. And like, do you have a, something to say about that? <laughs> Or um, like the way you f you 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 feel time when you're traveling and when you're like yeah, have to stay home. It's definitely different, and um, you live so much more, and you experience so many more things and encounters when you travel, especially when you travel on your own, like I do, um, because you meet so many people and it makes every moment special and every moment count. So sometimes when you travel for uh, like even um a month or even like two weeks it feels like it's been like six months you know because there has been so many different uh things you you've seen you've done uh so many things um so many people you've met so many places you've been to and definitely it feels like everything is moving so much faster but at the same time it feels like it's slower it's a bit strange <laughs> um so uh yeah i would say you kind of feel like you're in your own bubble as well. But um, with the news of, of the virus spreading around the world, while I was traveling, it was definitely a subject that would come up in conversations uh, many times and it would make me feel much more anxious. So um, yeah, that was that was troubling, definitely. And I have kind of a weird comparison. When I, uh, we were in New Zealand, I think you've left already, but you know, the Notre Dame burnt yeah. while I was in New Zealand. Everybody was saying like, oh, I'm so sorry about what happened. And I felt like when there is like a, a, a huge crisis to be in a different surrounding and like to have people coming at you and talking about that, it kind of creates um, a stress that you wouldn't have had if you had been like in your regular um, surroundings and I think with the virus it's kind of the same when you have like people where we with you who you're used to talk with and you kind of like rationalize but when it's like a lot of new different person you you get more fear out of it than a like mm -hmm. a discussion that you had time to build with the relationship kind of yeah, yeah Do you no, understand Completely. Actually, I had a similar experience um, in 2013. I was traveling for like um, an unlimited period of time in the UK. And um, I was in Bristol the day where there were the, um, the Bataclan attack. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember I was like on my way to a gig, like um, a kind of like hip hop concert. And um, I saw, like, there was a big TV in a bar, and I I was walking with a guy I just I had just met like the day before, uh, couch surfer, and uh, we we're going to the gig, and like I saw the TV, and like there was, like a policeman on TV from France. I recognized the uniform, and like there was something like mass shooting, and like I I knew exactly what it was about, like directly. And uh, I remember, like, I was completely devastated. And um, 
I, um, I literally burst into tears in the arms of that guy I didn't know. And uh, it was really, really bad because like, I think if I had been back in uh, Paris, it would have been less hard for me. But then this whole process, when I was in England, it was like, I need to go home. I was sad the whole weekend. And then I was like on my way directly to London, go, going back home. And I felt like, um, yeah, I just needed to be to be close to my um, my family and my friends and make sure everybody's okay and all that. So, yeah, that was tough. Yeah, the kind of the reverse experience happened to me because when I was in New Zealand, it was like the Christchurch mass shooting, you know, mm-hmm. that happened in New Zealand, and I felt really like everybody there was really affected, but because. I can't, I, I don't know, I, I felt that I wasn't able to Relate. like give the people uh, the general support they needed because I, I had kind of like, because it was not the country I was used to in a way and I felt like um, they felt it much, like it was really hard for me too, but they, for them it was so much more um, like horrible and and I felt like because I was not from there, it was really hard to, like in time of crisis, sometimes the cultural differences, you can really feel it. And, mm-hmm. um, but with the coronavirus, like it's happening in every country. So in the whole have, like, world, yeah. It's a moment everybody live at the same time, but not the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty... Um pretty strange and um, very crazy <laughs> like there's nobody in the streets and and all that and nobody's traveling so i'm starting a traveling podcast and there's like <laughs> and nobody's traveling at the moment so it's, it's really bizarre it's like um, kind of i feel like i'm documenting the end of the world like how, how we <laughs> how we went from like the start of it and then um uh, progressively it gets worse and all that it's interesting and um you know so i'm a, i'm an artist and i'm studying in an art school and i have a friend who is working on all the different words that you can find on the internet and like the the the, the word she uses is ailleurs electronique so it's like a, a new word made by the internet and i think it's kind of interesting to link with this because we are all kind of still traveling in a new world and Mm -hmm. connecting not by going to places but by meeting through the internet and it's another way of kind of of travel but so different because it's not so much physical it's by talking and listening to the news and you 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 still have to discover something new which is the internet and Mm -hmm. i think everybody's kind of learning new thing and doing new, new thing on the internet and it's kind of a new word that is made and like with new podcasts podcasts and like talking to people you you wouldn't have talked if you hadn't had this specific time i think it's also really um different and interesting and for me it's another kind of travel yeah exactly um i wouldn't say so much as a a traveling experience but definitely um exploration it's like you explore new things new tools 
and um, new relationships as well uh, through this. And we all uh, create new content, whether it's like just um, start um, using Twitter or start using um, video calls and stuff like this, or even like creating a new podcast or creating a new TV channel, even like uh, you see on TV, for example, in France, there's like um, at least one or two new TV channels that started just to teach the kids, for example. So it's like really interesting and it's a very interesting times and definitely that would have like um, a really huge impact on the world. <laughs> and um, all these cultures and yeah, the global kind of, it's a global history now. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so I have another question. What are you, your plans of travel and what you want to do when uh, this crisis ends? Well, that's a good question. Actually, I'm not sure I have plans anymore. I, I, I was planning to go to Portugal for the second time for a weekend with colleagues and then um, maybe go to Corsica. But this is probably not going to happen. So it's, I actually have no visibility, to be honest. So the next trip that I have to do with work is actually to go back a third time to New Zealand and maybe Australia as well to do some, um, some, the final field work of my um, PhD and then go to this conference that was um, canceled. It was not actually canceled, it was postponed to next year. So yeah, I will definitely have to go back uh, a last time. And this, this, uh, this time I hope like uh, no virus or anything else uh, jeopardizes the trip. <laughs> I hope so too. But yeah, maybe there will be other trips in the meantime. But um, for now, no, I'm I'm just exploring my apartment, and um, it's uh, it's a bit repetitive. <laughs> no, what I'm actually doing in terms of exploring and traveling is I'm traveling through the Kingdom of Hyrule by uh, playing the Legend of Zelda on the Nintendo Switch. Nice. <laughs> I I started yesterday and like. During the tutorial, I died like seven times and I just decided it's not for me. I'm going to... So I couldn't even do like the third uh, places you have to go. And like the first thing I do, like I go out of the cave and look down the cliff and just fell and game over. And I'm like, this game is not for me. You know that I found the tutorial to be the hardest tutorial in the history of, of video I games. I don't even tell you how to attack. Like, you have like this red thing come to you and like, what do I do? Oh, I just get killed. Oh. <laughs> it's, what I like about this game is that it's, it's all about survival. It's really realistic because if you get hit by a sword, you literally lose half of your life or all of it at once. It's good. Sorry. I love this game. You should give it another try. <laughs> Maybe later. I need time to <laughs> to process. Catch my breath. <laughs> yeah. So I just like asking you uh, if you wanted to add last one thing uh, regarding your like the future. No, but instead I will uh, ask you a question. Have you oh. finally found the kakapo? Oh, you know what? I've been working on this video for more than a year. <laughs> may I say? <laughs> because I kind of like so many things to do I stopped but 
I think in a way you are like a capo, you know, <laughs> you're the one that inspired me. And when I see you, I think, oh, that's my capo. <laughs> that's so funny. So thank you very much for joining us on this last episode of the Antipod. And um, we might come back for another season to talk about uh, travels when we are finally, finally able to do it again. Yeah, I hope so. I think um, I really love this show and, um, and, and doing it and being a part of it is, is great. So um, um, yeah, I, uh, I wish you all the listeners a, a great um, confinement period. I know it's, it's really terrible. <laughs> But like it's we have to um, kind of go through this, otherwise it's it won't get better. Thank you for listening, and um, until the next time, bye. Bye.